0: Hello, there. This is the j Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I'm your host, Jai Ban, and my guest today is Daryl Meyer from Soul Shack. Hi, Daryl. Good to see you on the show today.
1: Nice to see you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so good stuff. I guess I'll be asking how you got started in acting and what inspired you being an actress?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I've been doing it a long time, although I took a break in the middle to race um, my kid. Um, oh. It's not something I planned to do. Interestingly, um, growing up, I was a competitive gymnast and to make a long story short, I had a really bad injury in high school and oh, wow. I, had I had to give up that dream. I couldn't compete anymore, uh, so I kind of lost the chance of getting either a college, college scholarship or continuing to the Olympics. I was, I was quite good at it. So I was quite depressed. You oh. know it's kind of what I had dedicated my life to and I thought I don't know what am I going to do now. Mm-hmm. And it was my mom who said, you know, why don't you go do a just kind of a modeling course. Oh. You know, learn how to do hair and makeup just to feel better about myself. I was about 16.
0: Okay.
1: And, and I did and kind of that's something I did through high school and college just to make extra money. Again, I never really took it that seriously. Mhm. And then I got accepted to graduate school uh, up near New York. Oh, wow. And I thought, well, I'll just continue doing some modeling and acting part-time and go to school like I had always done. And at that point, New York said, hey, this is the big time. You know, this is not part-time. You got to either you're in full-time or or go to school. Yeah. And so at the time, I made the choice to give it a shot because I thought if it doesn't work out, I can go back to graduate school. And I never went back. Oh, I so see. I kind of found it in a weird way. It just kind of fell into my lap, if you will.
0: Uh, okay. in some films, uh, SAG, Holy Man, and Water. How'd you get those roles?
1: Again, usually, because I am in the union, Screen uh-huh. Actors Guild, um, you have to work through an agent. Okay. So I've always had excellent agents representing me uh, in New York and, and here in Florida. And then I also have agents in Atlanta. So okay. it's through that agent process that you get those auditions and hopefully get the parts.
0: But what if I still want to get baptists Does that want, want to be an actor?
1: Oh, gosh. You know, they, they say the advice you should give is, um, you know, don't even get into the business unless you will die if you can't, you know, do it. In other words, you have to have a, a drive and a passion for it in a way yeah. that uh, rises above all of the rejection and all of the competition that's in this business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would agree with that. Um, the second piece of advice I would give others is to be themselves. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds easy, but you know we tend to uh, present to the world what we think the world wants to see. Yes. And the only way you can stand out in this business is truly to be uniquely you. Trust your essence. Trust what you have to bring to the table. Obviously, there's some craft involved, Yeah. but just be yourself. Because that's that's the authentic self that hopefully will come through.
0: Yes, I, I guess that's very true. Yeah. yeah. So what is what's led to be famous? Um, have you got to meet any famous stars since you're in in the business?
1: I have. Um, nobody in recent years, as I said, I took a lot of time off, Jay, to to raise my child, and he's all grown up now. So I've only been back at the business for about four or five years full-time. But in New York, when I was at the earlier part of my career, I did do some films and I got to meet some, some famous people. It, it's fun. I guess it's always um, nice when you find out they're you know, really nice. Yeah. And some of them aren't, but um, it, it, is, it is nice to rub elbows and be in those situations. Um, at this point, it's not so much for me about meeting famous people as it is about working and collaborating with talented people. That's yeah. what excites me now. And you don't have to be famous to have talent and you Mm -hmm. don't have to be famous to collaborate and have great ideas
0: yeah yeah i guess that's true yeah so how did COVID affect everything being shut down
1: everything was shut down and um and again when i say full-time it's very hard to be a full-time actress here in florida there's not really full-time work here for most people you have to travel to other markets so when i wasn't acting i i was working part-time as a personal assistant i do a little bartending you know all the things i need to do to keep my schedule flexible for my acting career and all three streams of my income shut down, as you mentioned, all production shut down, just gone. There was nothing was happening. And then, of course, nobody was congregating. There weren't any parties I couldn't bartend. Mm-hmm. And then the office I was kind of personal assisting for. Well, they closed down and they went virtual. So it was it was tough. It was tough. Um, so I spent I had to scramble and I collected some unemployment. And of course, now is everything's OK. But it was a shock because everywhere I turned, my work was shut down. Absolutely yeah. shut down like a light switch. So it was concerning, obviously.
0: Now, how did you get to the Wall Soul Shack? How did that come about? Okay.
1: And um, as you know from Soul Snack, it's it's, um, it's kind of a little troupe of actors and we get to play a lot of different characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't quite remember um, the audition I had, but uh, for the people that do see me on Soul Snack, you'll, you'll see that I sometimes don't play the nicest characters. You yeah. know, there's a term out there called a Karen. You Mm -hmm. know, I think everybody's heard that term. And I tend to play a lot of those characters, Um, women who are, um, you know, full of themselves and just not very tolerant and nice to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, They're fun characters to play, they're as far away from my, my nature as they can possibly be, mm-hmm. um, but it, they're fun to do. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. They brought me on board and I'm able to play all these different fun characters. And it's really almost like for me, like a paid acting class. Yeah. I love it and uh, I work with wonderful people. And, and as you know, those, those videos have a good message. Right there. So there's a little social redeeming value involved. Obviously, I love to act, but it's the bonus of of these little videos having such a good message for everybody.
0: Because I've got the our Fern, who plays the top cop, he was very nice.
1: Yes. So Captain he, Porter.
0: Yeah, he was very good. Well. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes. So he's a he's a great actor. And um I've gotten to do a few of the videos with him and in fact, I played part a couple times. I've played a an officer role. Yes, huh? <laughs> Captain Porter has fired me a couple times, but you know, I just keep coming back.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> in. So yeah. As horrible
1: as I am, I keep showing up in the videos.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, are you working on any new projects right now?
1: Um, always, always new projects. Um, I, which means when I say working on projects, I'm auditioning. The one thing that has lasted since COVID because we couldn't do in-person auditions, we,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we st- everybody started auditioning at home virtually. So I've taken a room in my home now and made it kind of a home studio. So if I have to audition or do scripts or present myself in an audition to a casting agent or clients, there are actually videos that I make at home now. My son helps me tape. he reads with me and I have to create the character and submit those auditions so those calls may come in from Atlanta locally here in Florida and um, so a lot of times my looking for work is that audition process I'm constantly learning scripts I'm constantly learning lines I'm constantly auditioning and hopefully you get a call back hopefully you get the role so that is an ongoing process Mm -hmm. Um, but um, I don't have anything kind of that I've booked that's Ready to shoot at this time. It is a seasonal business, so right now in Florida, once we get af- after um, Memorial Day, it gets pretty quiet, okay. you know, because it's hot, right? It's really hot. Everybody, kind of all the work goes north, yeah. uh, and in the fall, and the cooler weather, of course, when it's snowing up north, that's where everybody wants to come down to Florida. Yeah, and, and, I, and I welcome that break. You know, it's it's hard work, and I'm kind of glad when it slows down a little bit. Gives me a time to. Uh, take some classes, maybe up my game a little bit, be a little bit more creative and not right. hang out work all the time. So there's, yeah. there's value in not being uh, busy at some points during the year.
0: Doing the I want to come to fall too, you know, so, you know, so I can't stand yeah. the Boston. So yes, I'm going to try. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, it's nice to be busy, but to be creative and you know, this, you're a creative person doing a, you know, you need time, right. To prepare yeah. and come up with concepts and be creative. So you understand that.
0: I do definitely do, yeah. So, what do you see yourself years from now? So, so acting, or directing?
1: Yeah, you know, I've got a, I've got a pillow in my house, and it says, you know, actors never really retire; they just change agencies. Yeah. You know, so you know, you enter new age ranges, right? I mean, obviously, I'm not playing the same roles I did when I was 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing different roles, and and the neat thing is when I left the business, and this would have been in the 90s, pushing 2000, before 2000. Um, again, this is a time where there was not social media. Yes. There were not even the opportunities that I have now on social media For So like a YouTube channel like Soul Snack didn't mm-hmm. even exist. Yeah. So it's exciting because it, there, there are a lot of um, platforms and venues out there um, that, that are looking for actors and, and these YouTube channels and are, mm-hmm. are a great addition to that. So it's been a real bonus. Um, If you had asked me when I left the business to have my kid years ago, I I, I, I couldn't have envisioned at this point that I would be working um, again so much. And again, that is because of those opportunities we find um, virtually and on social media. So it's been a wonderful surprise at this age to, to have a career in these new directions.
0: I definitely agree. And I could audition too, right?
1: You could. Okay. Absolutely. Um, the, the videos are great. Not only do they have a good message, but they really try to have them reflect things that have happened in real life. Yes, they write a script, but yeah. they usually get those scripts or get those concepts. You know, they say uh, truth is stranger than fiction. So they get these stories from real life and then they kind of create scripts around them. So they are looking for people to be everyday people, whether it's moms or cops or um you know, workers or whatever it is. So always looking for real people who wanna get out there and do some work, yeah.
0: Okay, thank you, I'll definitely check it out, you know. From... Yeah, it'd be fun. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so how do you deal with rejection? Does it affect you sometimes being rejected for films?
1: Sure it does. Um, I would say it makes you tough. Uh, you have to understand that this is a business of rejection. I referred to that earlier when I told people you have to have a passion for it, because mm-hmm. if you're going to let every rejection get you down, you won't make it, you know, you have to. So like my sister was asking me today, I had an audition in Miami for a commercial. I had to go down. I had to play a role. She said, how did it go? And I went, it went fine. Cause in my mind, the audition is the job. Mm-hmm. I get done with it. I file it away. I move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I handle that. I mean, if I get the job, great. If I don't, That's okay. I do my best. And I move on to the next thing. Um, However, there are certain jobs. um, I just did a virtual film audition last night that I submitted. I mean, you kind of go, Oh, my God, I'd be perfect for this role. Like, there are ones that I really, really want to get because I just think, Oh, my gosh, this, this would be great for me. It would be fun to do. But, you know, yeah, it it is what it is. It's a bit of a crapshoot, you know, Uh, I don't really understand the casting process. I've never been on the other side, Mm -hmm. but you know, you don't know, maybe you look some like one of the casting directors, crazy aunt Martha, you know, maybe there's something about you that doesn't resonate with them. There's still a personal choice to this process. Mm -hmm. So you can't control it. As I said, all you can do is be your authentic self and do the best job you can with your craft. And, uh, I've been lucky enough to, to, to have some fun and success with it and, and that's my goal—just to continue to have some fun and let the success come.
0: That's true. That's that's what I say. You know, about, you know, about anything you do, you know, just be fun and and work on and success—you so will find success. That's um, yes.
1: I believe. Yes. Really. Does take work? Yeah, it does take work. But I think work can be like a four-letter word. Like I think you have to enjoy, to a certain extent, what you're doing, or at least that's what I hope most people can find some joy or satisfaction or. Um, some some kind of positive feeling in whatever work they're doing. And certainly yeah. there's that opportunity in my business.
0: I definitely agree. Um, best question to you is, what do you think people can do to change the world?
1: Oh, that's a loaded question, but it's a good one. Um, it's my opinion that um, love is the answer. I know that sounds cliche, but it is until we all learn to get along. And I think we live in a world right now, a lot of the anger and a lot of the separation is out of fear fear. Mm -hmm. We're we're fearful. We're very fearful and fear is anger. And I think um, we, you know, we tend to lash out because we're scared. Yeah. Um, You know, I'll say something pretty bold here. You know, I was born in Germany. So I I only mention that because, you know, that's, it's a different continent. You know, European nations are older. America is a very young, you know, young, young country. Um, So I I have a little balance there of seeing how kind of other countries do things, having this history. But, you know, America, in my opinion, opinion Mm -hmm. only, you know, this is a country that was um, came out of revolution. It was born out of genocide of the American Mm -hmm. Indians. And it was really built on the back of slaves. You know, we are a very you know, warlike. Uh, you know, the, the birth of this country was very revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've never really owned that or made peace with it or even apologized for it. Mm-hmm. So I think until we understand our roots and that we've got to be more tolerant of people and understand what all the different races and colors and creeds have done to help this country grow, you know, we, we, we've, we've got to acknowledge that, you know, yeah. we've got to love our brother and stop mm-hmm. trying to take things. It's almost like if, if I don't have enough, you know, if, if, if you try to take something for me, Mm -hmm. then that, then I won't have anything. There's plenty to go around. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of abundance. There's plenty of everything. Mm -hmm. Nothing's being taken away from you. We live in a wonderful country with great freedoms, but with that freedom comes responsibility. You have some responsibilities with that freedom. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. They just they're they're scared and they want to hold on to what they have and don't threaten what i have and don't tell me what to do mm-hmm. well, you know i'm more of a collaborative uh, maybe that comes from acting you know you're on a set you're working with a lot of different people which is what i like about acting i want to interject here especially mm-hmm. with soul acts. i get to work with y- younger people older people all races mm-hmm. it is fabulous that i get to work with all these different kinds of people and it really is a little microcosm mm-hmm. of life All these different races and creeds and ages and females.
0: Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio
1: station. These little shoots, a little film set Mm -hmm. kind of gives me the encouragement that maybe we can do that on a bigger scale someday.
0: How has this affected you growing up?
1: Uh, In the sense that I'm aware of it, it, in the sense that I think we have a long way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. I will tell you, um, growing up, I grew up here in Florida, my family has been in, in my area of Florida for four generations. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even meet my first black person until I went to middle school. I was 12 years old. I wow. just didn't. Everything was very segregated. Again, I'm of an age where you know I came out in, a, in a, I was very uh, protected as a child. And I, I remember her name. Her name was Marcia Rowland. And she became my best friend in, in, in middle school. And, and I just had not been exposed. I was very not worldly in uh, understanding that there was different races and different cultures and different ways of doing things. So going to New York, obviously that changed quickly. I was in a big city with a lot of different, I, and I loved that. So I think I I tend to seek out people from different cultures and different places. I find it fascinating. I love people. I love learning about people. I like different foods from different cultures. So I think I try to cultivate that now. And I really find, I want to say like not white people, more, more interesting at this stage of my life. I really, I really enjoy the diversity. I enjoy learning about people. I I already know how to be white. I already know, know how to do that. You know, let me, let me understand how other people do it in their families and their culture. It's fascinating when you think about how many different people there are in the world, how many different flavors there are. I love it. And again, tying that back to soul snack, I really think they touch on that. You know, we have to tolerate how other people do things. There's not just one way, you know. It's like your way or the highway. There's not just one way to do things. Mm -hmm. Other people do things differently. It's not better or worse. It's just their way. Mm -hmm. And if we try to understand it or learn from it, hey, it might help you do your way a little bit better. Who knows? Uh, But it shouldn't be a threat to you just because something is different or people do different things. It's, It's not a threat. Embrace it.
0: I definitely agree. I couldn't sit about myself. Either. Yeah,
1: I think that's right. It is perspective. You know, you got to kind of step back and get over yourself a little bit, you know, gain a little perspective. Look outside yourself, you know, read the room, see what's going on. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. take off the blinders. Yes. Expand yourself.
0: Did you finish college?
1: I did. Mm-hmm. I graduated college here in Florida. My undergraduate degree was... Um, a double major in psychology and French. I was born in Germany. I don't speak much German. My dad was German. I understand quite a bit, but my mom was French Canadian. So I happened to follow French in school all the way through college. So my French is quite good. And uh, when I did go to New York or that plan to kind of go to graduate school, I did get accepted to graduate school in international communications. But as I shared with you, I kind of put that on the back burner and went into New York and kind of never went back to graduate school. And there's some regrets there. I, I, I would have liked to have gone further in my education, but you know, I, I went for the ride and 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 let's be honest, I, I could go back to school anytime. That's the neat thing about school. Yeah. And uh, languages really intrigue me. That's probably gets back to all that interest in other people. I love languages. I love, every time I meet somebody, I go, where are you from? And tell me how to say hello in your language. You know, I just, how do you say cheers or prost, you know, <laughs> yeah. tell me something in your language, you know, teach me something, you know? brings I, the world a little
0: closer, right? And that's, I, I think it's good, I, I think it's good that you finish college, because you know, college is important. And, and it I, and, and, and I actually graduated from college last year, RCC. I got, my Congratulations.
1: Associate,
0: I got my associate's degree in liberal arts, and I'm in school, and I'm to I'm gonna I'm in school, get my bachelor's degree in communication, so I'm going to graduate next year, so I have a four-year four year degree, because you know, I think it's important to have, because I think it's important to, have, you know, have this education, it does.
1: It does bring those in just to have those degrees and be able to work from that platform. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great way to better yourself and give yourself opportunities. I wish you good luck with that.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, so what do you like to do for fun when you're not working?
1: Sure. Well, again, I love to travel, circling back to how I you know, love all kinds of different people. I've traveled extensively, um, certainly all through Europe, having been born there. I also did some modeling in the Philippines um but like i've never been anywhere in south america i'd love to go to new zealand um there's places in the united states i'd like to travel and of course as you know COVID kind of shut all that down so travel is 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 big um i'm caring for an elderly parent right now so i don't have a lot of time to get away but at, at some point i will and i look forward to getting back to that um I, I love, I, I sing. So mm-hmm. I sing in a band and that's kind oh. of a, a, fun you know, it's, it's kind of a easy band. We're, we're mm-hmm. not in bars working every weekend. We, uh, we do private parties and kind of do what we want, but um, I love to sing.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: fun. And I love to garden. Um, I'm a, I love to organic garden. Um, I've been part of community gardens. It's a mm-hmm. theme in my life. I tend to I yeah. love to be part of groups that work towards a common goal. That seems to be a theme in my life. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm learning how to be an organic gardener and grow food. And I mean, there is nothing like pulling a carrot out of the ground. Yeah. Everybody in their life should have the feeling of, you know, putting a seed in the ground, mm-hmm. seeing it grow, and then pulling that carrot out of the ground. It's it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I did that all myself, and now I'm going to eat it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a singer. Are, are you working on an a, a album?
1: Nothing like that. No, as I said, I like to keep my singing in the non-work column. It's okay. really something I do for fun. Um, the music that I, the band that I'm with, um, uh, we kind of work with root, what I would call root rock from the 60s uh-huh. through um, uh, the Beatles, um, a little country, a little folk, you know, um, maybe a, a soft rock and roll. Nothing crazy, but uh-huh. great, great Americana americana kind kind of music. So, um it just feeds my soul. I tend to go back in time easier than I go forward. So, yeah. a lot of that music reflects uh, good memories I have of the past because, you know, music, right? You hear a song and you yeah. can always remember. you it takes you back, right? You can go, mm-hmm. "Oh, that reminds me of high school" or "Oh, that reminds me of college" or whatever it is or that reminds me of a a person.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Music
1: is very powerful that way. Yes. Um so I find it very therapeutic very therapeutic to, to sing and connect myself to
0: music. So what, is, so what inspires you, what gives you inspiration and hope?
1: I think um, I just wanna to try to keep my vibration high and touch as many other people as I can to help raise their vibration. I do think there's a lot of sadness and fear in the world. Um, I'd like to consider myself, I'm, I'm not saying I'm anything special or better than anybody else, but I try to be a, an architect of change. Mm-hmm. I try to be a light worker, I try to be mindful in how I interact with people I encounter, uh, people that I love. Yeah. Um, I try to be mindful in how I communicate. Um, I try to be proactive, not reactive. And I think that's what I hope to inspire in other people, you know? Um, so that's kind of my, my calling, if you will. And, and, and again, through Soul Snack, I've been able to touch people, Yes. Uh, that's what i love about it again it's got this redeeming value of a good message I, I love that i get to do what i love to do but it also has the benefit of this good message same with music right you can sing songs you raise people's right it makes them happy it raises yeah. the, their vibration so i uh, even in the gardening it's creating healthy food that i can then cook for people or eat or give away i mean all of this is to help people feel better to feel happy mm-hmm. satisfied so again, I guess that's kind of the common theme there. I I, I hope to just inspire people to be authentic and uh, find their own joy and um, enjoy my company uh, if you choose to spend time with me.
0: Yeah, well, Jeff, well, like I said, you definitely Jeff inspired me, you know, so many ways, you know. So I appreciate you, and I love Thank love. you.
1: I appreciate you too. You're welcome.
0: You know, and yeah, and so what do you what do you plan for the summer? Any plans for summertime? Uh,
1: well. Uh, I'll tell you the truth what I like about Florida in the summertime of course that it's very quiet mm-hmm. a lot of people go home to other states oh, really? and while it's hot here and a lot of people complain about the heat I love it this time of year and I tend to be a real homebody and not go anywhere mm. because everything's kind of I feel like, okay, it's all the locals and I kind of have time to catch up on stuff. That being said, I will be traveling to um, my goddaughter, got married in Germany, having a big stateside party up in Connecticut.
0: Wow. Um, it's going
1: to be beautiful. I'll get to see friends. So that's... Uh, one trip that I have planned. And then I've got another trip at the end of the summer or into September. Um, my I was in a sorority in college okay. and uh, we're all celebrating kind of big birthdays around these next couple of years. And there's a big reunion in Nashville. Okay. I've never been to Nashville mm-hmm. and because of some of the music, I like the country music again, not don't know it well but i am just so excited to check out this city uh, i've heard have you been have you been to nashville yeah so I'm, I'm excited it's it's going to be a quick little in and out and get to connect mm-hmm. with old friends and just visit what i think is going to be a really fun city i hope so i think so
0: can't cast on it's not far from boston so
1: no, exactly. When I was up working in New York, I was in New York um, for f- close to 14 years. And again, I had I lived in Connecticut, so I would commute into New York City on the train. But I had agents in New York, Connecticut, Boston, uh-huh. and my best girlfriend growing up here in Florida. Mm-hmm. After she graduated from college, she ended up in Boston.
0: Oh. So
1: oftentimes, I would head up. And I would go, you know, I was like, I'm coming to my room in your home. And so I've spent a lot of time on the North shore of Boston. She lived in Beverly, if you okay. know, Beverly. I,
0: don't okay. know. So
1: I spent a lot of time in Beverly and I was in and around the Boston area. Boston's a great city. I love Boston because it's a little, you know, certainly smaller than New York. Mm-hmm. And I consider Boston a really livable city, right? You can really, it's a really livable city. And it's mm-hmm. just got, it's got all the colleges, uh, yeah, I, I love Boston. I, I would like to spend more time there and and miss that I don't. Yeah, I'd love to get back there a little bit.
0: Yeah, Boston is nice, you know. Just not just not just not doing the winter time. for well, to-
1: right. Ex- <laughs> exactly. And that's kind of why I left one of the reasons I left Connecticut. It was just like, oh God, I just I gotta get warmer. I just gotta get
0: warmer. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do too. You know, get you know, trying, you know, make make changes. I can put a flaw. Are you
1: in the city? Are you in the Boston city? Yeah, are you so
0: in the I'm in Boston right now. So, you know, That's you know.
1: it. Shovel in snow. I don't want to do that anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, I, I don't think anybody wants to, you know, especially me. No, know.
1: nobody likes it. Nobody's going, oh, hey, when can I shovel snow next? I can't wait. No, nobody's saying that. Nobody.
0: No, no, absolutely not. You know, I hear you. Um, so how can people get in touch?
1: Well, certainly they can watch the Soul Snacks videos, and we encourage people to, um, you know, follow, subscribe, watch, and like. Yeah. Uh, and then um, if they need to get in touch with me directly for work, i have an agent here in florida it's called stellar s-t-e-l-l-a-r the stellar model and talent agency and that would be the best way to contact me for work stellar yeah well it's an agency again agencies you have to apply to you've got to become uh, one of their actors or models and get on their roster so there's a whole process you have to go to you got to make sure you've got a good headshot you've got to make sure you've got good pictures and you've got to make sure you've got some talent to present if you're called to do it, right? It's all about timing, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, very competitive business, but yeah, meet the needs and submit. And who knows? We, we live in a time where they are looking, they're not just looking for beautiful people because the world is, you know, the internet has connected us. It's a very yeah. small world now. They're looking for real world people, it's not just about being pretty. It is about having talent but not just about being pretty they need slice of life people like i said people who can play blue collar workers uh doctors uh cops Mm -hmm. you know they're looking for all kinds of people anything anything can work
0: have you gone to what this World lately
1: oh my gosh uh funny enough um for my big birthday Mm -hmm. uh last year, um, I and two of my girlfriends, the one that used to live in Boston and then one other one, uh, we all went up and we splurged and we did a park hopper pass you know yep. we, we did we did everything We did Hollywood Studios, we did uh, Epcot, we did um, Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom yep. and we spent four days up there and did a different park every day. we, we stayed right right kind of on the property. I yep. mean we didn't spare any expense and here's <laughs> what I can tell you. You know, if you spend an you you gotta do it right. You know, you can't go to Disney World and and worry about, you know, being on a budget. Because right. if you just go with the flow, it, it is the happiest place in the world. It re- we had so much fun. And I'll tell you what I loved about it. Um, specifically for me, the whole Star Wars immersion thing, and that's at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And I would say that word again, immersion. When you're there, they, mm-hmm. they have thought through. Everything. So when you're in the Star Wars area, they've even to the to the point where they've managed the sight lines. What I mean by that is that when you're in that area, mm-hmm. it's not like you look up and you see a Ferris wheel or something that takes you away from the experience.
0: Yeah.
1: You're in it. Nothing takes you away. And it's it's amazing. You are immersed and you feel like you're in that world you're wow. experiencing everything and you're interacting with the characters and the rides all reflected. I was wowed. I'm telling you I was wowed from a production standpoint, from a theatrical standpoint, from the immersion standpoint, I would say if anybody hasn't been to, I'm sure, I don't know about uh, Disneyland in California, but here in Florida at Walt Disney world, it will blow your mind. Really the, the how the technology and the uh, yeah. concepts have grown and, and, and uh, encompassed what they do. It's, it, it's amazing.
0: Yes, I've been so many times, in this world. yeah,
1: you've been to Disney World here in Florida.
0: Yeah, many times. So. I, I, what's
1: your What's one of your favorite parts?
0: I would say I, I, I will say I, I, I love Test Track. Yeah. Yeah, I say- yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and again, I, look, you can you can have the flavor of all the different countries too, right? Yeah. Back to our point of right, you can go have a uh, dinner, a uh, lunch in Mexico, and dinner in uh, wherever you know.
0: Yeah, you it's can. It's so, so much fun, you know, and the best part is going to have Mickey and Minnie, you know, while the cut all, all those, you know. <laughs> so
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad it's yeah. back. So, you know, dad's so you know, it's back, it's back, you know, so I missed that, you know.
1: Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. yeah. There's a great series on, it's probably the Disney Plus platform, but it's all mm-hmm. the behind the scenes kind of, what they're called but you can find it on Disney plus and it's all okay. the behind the scenes stuff with Walt Disney world, because it's really cool when you learn all the little things. Like, I don't know if you know, if you go down main street
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the magic kingdom, if you look at all those buildings in the windows, our uh-huh. names are all names and they're all former employees and they all refer to somebody, some real person mm-hmm. up there and you, their stories, all the windows have different names and they all have a good story. It's, they've really incorporated a lot of history into the things that we look at just you know every day. But there's a usually a good story behind it, those behind-the-scenes stuff. It's fun. I'll
0: definitely check it out, you know, absolutely. Oh, yeah.
1: wow. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out.
0: July, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. it'll be
1: hot, but enjoy. No, it's great.
0: I, 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 I'm a fan of hot. I don't like the cold, so I'll hit too hot anytime, you know.
1: Hot's okay. Good for you. Yeah.
0: And have, have you gone on Walt Disney World Cruise?
1: I've never done that. Sounds great. I love cruising. Again, a lot of that got shut down over COVID, but I think everything's kind of back and flourishing and that that it's kind of another immersion thing, right? You're you're yeah. I won't say trapped, but you're enclosed, right? Yeah. On a ship with all the characters. Yeah. I mean, what a wonderful way to experience on that. Yeah. Like don't the Disney cruises go out on the coast of Florida, right? That mm-hmm. obviously there's no ocean in, in Orlando. It's central yeah. to the state. But yeah. yeah, I think they go out into the Atlantic. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think they go out of Vero Beach or I'm not sure where, but
0: um, my Miami Florida yeah.
1: Oh, my, oh okay i didn't even know there you go you yeah. know more about Walt disney world than i do
0: yeah one of am gonna meet you and learn your story i mean and i mean i was i don't so know much just from talking to you interviewing you, you know and yeah and like I said you're such a wonderful wonderful actress you know i can tell you, you can tell you you're gonna make that you're gonna make it you know so you know
1: thank you well that's very kind i i kind of feel like i've already made it and everything's yeah. just kind of icing on the cake but yeah. uh it's something i'm gonna continue with long term and, and hopefully have some fun and Mm-hmm. personal success and onward we go
0: oh, okay thank you so, so this, this is a wonderful it's
1: really been nice to have this conversation you asked great questions you got me talking and uh again thank you for the opportunity but also good luck on all your personal creative endeavors i i know you've got some purpose and mission you're working on so good luck with that
0: thank you god bless you that means a lot
1: thank you thank all you well.
0: hello there this is the J Men show on wbca 102.9 fm boston's local community radio station my guest today is Sublime Love. How are you? Good to see you, too. Okay, so can you tell me a little, a little bit about yourself and what made you want to move to Florida and what got you interested in, in telling poetry?
2: Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, so I've been performing, um, spoken word poetry for about 10 years now. I started in the spring of 2012. Um, and yeah, I've just been, I've evolved over time. I really am, am grateful for evolution and for time. Um, I they have renamed myself Sublime Love back in spring of 2012. So, Sublime means supreme, outstanding. And I spell love L U V to signify revolutionary love. So, that's Black love, love for the oppressed, queer love, trans love, and disabled love. When we love ourselves and each other, no matter what messages we get from society, you know, that whatever, whether we're worthy or unworthy, what we're deemed by society, when we love ourselves and we choose to love each other, despite those messages that we get that's revolutionary love. So Sublime Love, L-U-V is revolutionary love. And we all need more of that today. The world needs more of that today. So yeah, that's that's what my name means, Sublime Love. And like I said, I've been in in this game for 10 years. Um, I felt, the reason why I moved, I I fell in love with Miami seven years ago. Um, And I felt like after a while, like there was just a glass ceiling for me in Boston. Like, I, you know, I've been performing for, like I said, a decade. So there's really like, where else could I have gone? Where else could I have performed? I've hit the Museum of Fine Arts, as well as Stuart Gardner. I've opened up the Pride celebrations. Um, so it's just, it was like, I felt like it was a glass ceiling for me. So I had to, in order to evolve and to continue into my destiny, it was time to kind of just get a new environment and switch things around a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I love how you say "sublime so love." You know how we all have love, love for each other. That's what really inspiring, you, know. But I love, and I also love your poetry, um, your poem. And they see me coming, they call me, they call me. They you know it's me. I love that poet, You know, I love. Thank
2: you. It. Yeah, yeah. My intro piece. Thank you, Jay.
0: Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I listen to all I can because I was so, someone just inspires me to be like you. You know, so you know, you know.
2: Thank
0: you. Yeah. So what inspired you to write that poem? Um. Well.
2: Um. In the beginning, so. Mm -hmm. That poem is my intro piece, so I wrote that years ago, and it just grounds me no matter how nervous I am or excited about something when I perform, that's my intro piece, so that's what grounds me in the moment, so it's when they see me come in, they know it's me, I walk, talk, and breathe poetry, in the beginning was the word, and it was me, infinite love, truth, and justice, yeah they all, lust this long to bust with my energy, not understanding the supreme synergy so that's kind of like where i i get i get hyped up you know when yeah. i do that no matter what performance i'm at it grounds me it makes me less nervous so that's my signature intro piece that you're that you refer to yeah
0: yeah and definitely how tune. i love it you know you know thank
2: you thank yeah. you
0: so what inspires you to, what, what is your inspiration to do what you do
2: what inspires me is really I think this is really my purpose. So I was kind of, I naturally started writing poetry as a child. Um, I've been writing since about 10 years old. I got my first journal at 10. So I started writing entries and then over time, it kind of just morphed into poems naturally. So I felt like this is really my divine purpose in the world is, is to create powerful words and do powerful workshops with people, um, powerful, powerfully speak to audiences and really transform people through my words, my, and my gift really isn't for me anymore at this point, it's really for other people, and I'm always touched by people's reactions to my performances and to my workshops, um, because, it, it, yeah, what inspires me is really just being, being, being present in the moment. What inspires my writing, too, is, like, I always talk about the personal as political, so a lot of my, a lot of my poems, really most of them, are really centered around personal identity, Mm-hmm. and what we go through so my my identity as a black woman as a black queer woman as a black queer woman with mental illness so that all plays into what i'm inspired by my daily existence and resistance you know
0: yeah mm-hmm. i definitely understand you know now what if i can you give folks that, that, that want to be you or do a you do? what if i can you give them
2: Well, I would say don't be me, be yourself. (laughs) So for for poets um, coming up, I would say write every day. Try and write every day if you can. Um, Because even if you're not liking what you write in the moment, there's still lines, there's still words that you could use to another piece later on. I would say always challenge yourself to write as often as possible. That is key to evolve as a writer, as a poet, is to do it all the time. There's so many ways to stay inspired. if, you, if people wanna follow me at Sublime Love Brand on IG, I did a whole video series during National Poetry Month on how to kind of just get inspiration and write every day without prompts. So yeah, I feel like for people just to write, to practice, and if you wanna do spoken word, get in front of audiences as often as possible. Go to every open mic, look up stuff on Eventbrite, practice in front of your friends and family, like just definitely grow into, grow into your own um, style. And of course, study people, study the greats, right? But also just still be yourself within that. Find your own voice and your own performance.
0: What was that?
2: So it's interesting. So my mother um, has, you know, suffered severely from bipolar type one disorder. So growing up, she was in and out of hospitals a lot. But luckily, I had my grandparents and I had the rest of my family. Um, My favorite aunt, who I'm very close to, she made my childhood magical. My grandparents. Shielded me from poverty, you know, and when I was hungry, I, I I had people that rescued me, you know, so I did have a beautiful childhood and beautiful experiences, I was able to be innocent um, within my childhood because I was protected by my, my my family, those that stepped in when my mother was struggling, so I did have a beautiful childhood, I can't complain at all, um, it was just, a, it was trying though, dealing with my mother's illness, and also then at 15, I was also diagnosed bipolar type one disorder. So that was, that was a struggle for over a decade of being in and out of psychiatric hospitals. For me, you know, it was, it was a struggle. That's probably one of the biggest struggles of my life was getting my mental health together and um, getting a good care team, taking my medicine. So that's another platform that I'm very, um, that I advocate for too, is mental health um, and helping people through their journey with mental health and battling mental illness.
0: So have you got to meet loves out there since you've been in the business?
2: No, not yet, actually. I've met amazing people, Though I've met a lot of like business owners really. Oh, okay. I feel like I've met a lot of business owners. Um, I'm joining, I'm I'm sh- the showcase director now for Raw Miami. Okay. So in doing that, I've been meeting kind of like movers and shakers as far as owners of venues and you know owners of clubs of, of restaurants so i'm i haven't met celebrities yet but i'm in spaces with bosses which i'm grateful for
0: oh that's wonderful and
2: yeah.
0: are you also into and singing
2: no not really i mean i i yeah i don't my singing voice is not amazing my poetry oh. voice is great my poetry voice is, is definitely powerful i feel yeah. like it's recognizable people know hear my voice they know it's me um but yeah i'm not a singer i'm not into dance i mean maybe maybe down the road who knows maybe acting might be a thing Mm -hmm. but for right now i'm just focused on performing on directing these raw showcases my workshops public speaking so yeah i'm just i'm focused on kind of that route right now
0: so what do you see yourself years from now
2: um i see myself winning a poetry grammy for spoken word album. I, I want to win a Grammy for spoken word album, the best spoken word album. Um, I want to be paid well to, mm-hmm. to speak publicly. I want to um, have, you know, sell out arenas um, yeah. performing and I want to internationally as well. I want to be paid top dollar, like for workshops, for speaking gigs. So it, I will. It's not I want to. It will be. That will happen for me. And it's just this move has definitely been the wind beneath my wings. As far as realizing that potential,
0: oh yes, yeah. so, I'm so glad you made that move, you know, because that's yeah. how I, I made the move too, you know. So we all, we all do, yeah, yeah. So did you go to college?
2: I did, yeah. I went to Simmons University. My degree's right back there. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, <laughs>
0: that's fantastic. That's fantastic. wow.
2: Yeah, I, went, oh, I nice. studied sociology at Simmons.
0: So how did COVID affect you?
2: Oh, COVID, you
0: mean? Yeah. like <laughs>
2: like. Oh, so well. So of course, COVID, you know, affected everybody in every yeah. way. You know, it shifted how we do everything. Yeah. Um, so I feel like COVID for me, when it, the first year of it in 2020, mm-hmm. I really got creative. I kind of like dove right into my art. Um, throughout the 20, the year 2020, I did, I was a makeup artist at the time and I was doing makeup challenges. I was challenging myself with new books. I was challenging myself writing new poems. I had mm-hmm. recorded, um, we did the filming for my visual chapbook while a is philosophy for the queens. That happened in 2020 that was released on Christmas Day of 2020. um, More of a line possibly for the Queen. So that was a year where I really just leaned into my artistry. And that's what saved me throughout that.
0: A lot to do in the spare time and then not perform.
2: I love, well, it's Miami. I'm living the Miami life yeah. now. So I love to go out to the beach to, um, you know, day parties. I'm actually going to a day party today. Oh, really? um, Yeah, I like I of course I go to poetry events. I'm trying to find all the poetry events in the city. And outside of the city, I want to touch all the stages here. I want to, you know, be as be as well known as I was in, in Boston. So um, I have the goal of like going out and networking with people, just getting myself out there. People know I'm here. They know, you know, that, that I do all that I do. So it's really just uh, my goal now is to get out. I just um, put my nine to five. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited because I have, um, I'm just gonna be diving into my work and selling my workshops and cold calling, cold emailing. I'm really going hard with my art because I have, I have not just, performing poetry. I have workshops, I have speaking gigs that I do. So it's it's a matter of it's all just a matter of time of me honing in and being serious about my art. Um so I'm excited. I'm excited for what the future holds.
0: Yeah I love those pictures of you know water you know at like like, like like like, like, like you're the goddess of the sea I love that you know so, <laughs> that's my girlfriend so, loved it you know thank
2: you thank yeah. you Jay
0: at the Boston Boston for a visit sometime maybe
2: no I don't think I'll be back I think for for me um Boston it'll always be home but it's not my home anymore yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah so yeah I'm just I'm past it I love Boston I'm a Roxbury kid all day Yeah. but I think at this point in my life I've I'm okay with leaving Boston behind I don't really want to visit anymore I do. no shade to my home I love it I'm a Roxbury kid but I just I, I just feel like that's no longer where I belong, you
0: know. I, I hear you, because like I feel, because like I said, I don't like the small cold, so I'm glad you made a movie. I'm so I made the movie mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, exactly. Thank I'm excited you. for you.
0: Thank you. What do what do you think people can do to change the world?
2: Oh my gosh. I really feel like being people being themselves and getting in touch with their unique gifts because we all have gifts right we're all talented with something something comes easy to us so I feel like our duty is to really tap into our purpose tap into our gifts and share them with the world and usually our gifts do help the world because they're given to us by a bigger force than ourselves so when we hone in on our gifts and what we and what our purpose is when we unve- like kind of unveil that You know, I also have a workshop, too, where I dive into how we we can find our purpose. Mm -hmm. So I have a workshop that um, if anyone's interested in that, too, I can promote my workshops um, with you, Jay, and send you some workshop flyers and things like that so you can get the word out. But yeah, there there's so many beautiful ways to change the world. And it starts with ourselves, starts with growing, loving ourselves, knowing who we are, finding our purpose. And just sharing that, being authentically ourselves.
0: I can't wait to see you, you know, on stage for me. Cause cause yeah. <laughs> so, so my next question is, how do you deal with racism?
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. So I, uh, I'm going, I got a scholarship to a private school from sixth grade to, I stayed there from sixth grade to 11th grade, beginning of my 11th grade year. I couldn't take it anymore, but it was a lot of microaggressions. I felt, I felt less. I felt like I was inferior, you know, um, I struggled with, identity throughout that time and owning my, owning my identity as a Black girl at the time, a Black girl, I was struggling with that. I, my grandmother passed for white, so I would show old pictures of my grandmother to my classmates, you know, wanting to, wanting them to see me as they see them, as they saw themselves. You know, I have a poem where I talk about internalized oppression, so I dealt with, as a child growing up, I was, I was oppressed internally from the messages that I was getting, about being less than I didn't wanna i wanted i didn't want to be associated with black I thought black was bad uh-huh. you know especially in how we were being treated the black girls at my private school so growing up I had to get i had to grow and love myself and realize that my black is beautiful that I don't have to run from who I am um I grew up and I became conscious of of my history of who of who we really are in the world you know in our history in the world so I feel like now, I combat racism every day. You're <laughs> like this is this is me. I combat homophobia every day. I'm I'm loudly with my queer identity. I'm loud with my black woman identity. So I don't I don't deal with it anymore. It's it's a matter of not de- well I I deal with it at the same time because of how I'm perceived. I don't want to say I don't deal with it. it. It racism is a social construct, but it has lived consequences. But it, I don't let it stop me from anything. I don't I don't I don't. Absorb like the effects of it, and I don't. I, I just if it if it comes to me, if I'm feeling like people are being racist or I'm dealing with that that type of situation, mm-hmm. I overcome it already because I'm so confident with who I am at this point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that we are the opposite of inferior so mm-hmm. you know the opposite of inferior
0: You know, to be pissed on the school. You know, it's it's a terrible thing to go to. You know, so also God, you can able to overcome that. You know, my sister, because I know that's like you know, so you know. Okay. yeah i know well, if you want if to into poetry what do they think you might be doing What's
2: oh my what? gosh i don't even know that's a that's a question i've never been asked before what? if i wasn't into poetry um i guess i'd still be an artist i'd probably just go hard with makeup artistry <laughs> i think yeah. i just i'd still be an artist some way somehow maybe i would have just gone harder with with makeup artistry i did leave that that job kind of that 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 our work, I left it alone because I didn't want to have to reestablish myself as a makeup artist in a new place. And that wasn't what I wanted to focus on. But if I didn't focus on poetry, if I didn't have that natural gift, I probably would go harder as a beauty artist, as a makeup artist and stuff.
0: Well, this is one of fun of you,
2: Yeah, so I, I would love for folks to follow me on Instagram, IG. So I'm at Sublime Love Brand on IG. So S-U-B-L-I-M-E. L U V brand B R A N D so sublime love brand but I usually pop up after like the S U B L I N you know I pop up after that but it's sublime love brand on IG so that's
0: wonderful well, to hear um and and do you think before you go do you might want to do some portrait?
2: sure what kind of what kind of piece do you want to hear what are you feeling like Jay
0: the first one you did I love that one and it's and some more stuff that you're working on you know so yeah
2: okay I'm thinking of um. Hmm. Okay. So I'll do, I'll do this one. I'll do resurrection. Okay. So unfortunately, you know, we're still this, this, this poem is still relevant and it continues to be relevant. And I pray for the day that it's not. So I'll say that it's called resurrection. Okay. For every dead black body, I attempt a resurrection through poetry. May my words affirm our existence. The fact that we not only matter, we are divine. We are being hunted because they know this. They fear the fact that history always repeats itself. So let me tell you about our wealth, how we had empires. The richest human being in the history of time was an African man, Mansa Musa. The Pope prays to a black Madonna and child. They are but a diluted version of a set and Haru. Feel this truth. God made man in his image. The most ancient human skeleton, Lucy, was found in Ethiopia. Let us rise from slumber. In this capitalistic society we are under, they have broken us off from waking. Love and hip hop dreams we see trying to gain celebrity when it is us that rival stars. We charted the sky eons ago. They took our knowledge, called it their own, enslaved us and fed us lives. We are not the minority. The world majority are melanated peoples. Got us running the churches and mosques, praying to white gods. I said, God name men. His image. They fear history repeating itself. We are the wealth that created wealth. Now take my word for jewel in your open light. For every dead black body, I attempt a resurrection.
0: Oh my that's, that's inspiring! You know, I love how I always get into Captain you know, and give it your best performance. Like wow, yes thank
2: you, Jay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, and um. Uh, and stay in touch, okay? You know, so it's wonderful I
2: will. Let me know when, when you come to Tampa for real, for real. I'll, I'll travel there. It's about four hours. But Thank I'd you. love to explore Tampa a little bit. So let me know, okay? I know a few people in Tampa, too. So we, I could get a, get a three for one. <laughs>
0: Just a wonderful interview. Stay blessed and I'll talk to you soon. Okay? I appreciate You
2: it. too, Jay. Take care. Love, love you.
0: Love you too. Bye. Thanks. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 F. Boston's local community radio station.